Welcome to Doctors in the House. My name is Dr. Daryl Hill, your, your host, and today we are privileged and happy to be talking all things teeth and dental care. <laughs> We're lucky to have Dr. Garland Davis in the house. Some might call him the best dentist in the Laurel area, if not the state of Maryland. Oh my goodness. So at this right. point, I'm going to give Dr. Davis a chance to introduce himself. Well, hello. Dr. Hill, thanks so much to, for having me here. My pleasure, my um, pleasure. Yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Garland Davis, uh, practice in Laurel, Maryland. And uh, one other fact that folks would want to know, we are also mutual patients of absolutely, each other. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, just really, really delighted to be here just to you know, enlighten folks as to uh, who I am, what we do, and uh, what's going on. In, um, in uh, mm -hmm. dentistry these days. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. great because um, as our viewers have learned over the past episodes, we're all about education, health, and, and now we're focusing on dental issues. So today, let, let's get right into it. Sure. Uh, what kind of things are you typically seeing in the office when it comes to dental care? Just give us a sense. Oh, boy. Uh, the gamut. Um, uh, my practice is mainly adults. Mm -hmm. um, Again, the the primary thing that you know we see most of the time is gum disease. Okay. Gum disease is always number one culprit. Uh, just one of those things that just never, ever, ever seems to go away. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Just that and I think it's funny yeah, too because yeah. with gum disease, yeah. it, it doesn't always hurt and no. doesn't always give you symptoms, but has some significant issues. And we'll get into the connection too to the medical part yes. of what's going on and, and that's why I'm glad you're here because we get to share this and um, and we get to hear from you firsthand somebody who's in the trenches yep. making it happen so typically somebody with gum disease give me an idea what what how they present to you well normally you know like you said most folks come in and they they really they have no idea mm -hmm. that, that it's there and usually for most folks when they start to notice symptoms, it's, it's starting to get bad. Right. Um, but for most of the patients that come in, it's something that it's a discovery thing, and we have to educate people as to this mm -hmm. is the condition that you have. Right. And then you have to kind of like lay out um, all of the potential consequences right. if you don't mm -hmm. act, you know, e even though they're not experiencing pain or discomfort. So go ahead yeah. real quick and yes. just uh, mention what are the consequences. Well, one of the biggest consequences um, I mean well let's I'll back it up this way mm -hmm. one of the one of the main reasons why uh, especially like in my male patients mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are married their spouses send them <laughs> uh, there's a complaint of breath odor okay, <laughs> okay. and um, that's usually you'd, you'd be surprised how many right. guys come in and my wife told me to come she said because I have bad breath mm -hmm. that's usually the number one sign that okay. something is not right and, you know funny <laughs> yeah, as a side yeah, note yeah, I man. saw someone in the office last yeah. week yeah. and I'll tell you man that was his major concern. It was my first time seeing him, and it was so powerful because as we're talking, he literally would look this way when he was talking. It was that much of a problem. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and, and you know, it was my first time meeting him. He'd already seen at least one or two dentists. Of course, I had you in mind, and might have even mentioned your name to him, by the way. Hey, send him on up. <laughs> we'll take care of him, yep. But, but to yeah. someone like him, what might he see to suggest to him that he's got an issue? Well, the other thing, too, that people notice is, um, is that their gums are bleeding when they brush. Right. They're right. brushing their teeth, and just routinely they brush. 
and then they go to the sink and they want, you know, they expect the Raiders to spit into the sink and they notice blood in the sink and then it's an alarming thing for them. Right. That's the other thing that kind of alerts them that there's a problem. Yeah. Now, yeah. is it fair to say blood is never a good thing when you're brushing? Usually, yeah, you don't, blood is usually an indicator that there's something going on. It's always indicated there's some type of inflammation going right. on. The gums are inflamed or irritated. Wow. Yeah. And, and I know we just jumped right into it with the whole gingivitis issue. Mm -hmm. um, is plaque a part of that too, would you say? Uh, plaque's the main culprit. Plaque is the, actually it's the primary um, factor in gum disease. And it's the degrees of plaque that mm -hmm. actually um, that bring upon the degrees of gum disease. Mm -hmm. So you can have someone with a light amount of plaque and they'll just have a little bit of bleeding with their gums. Right. Um, you have someone with a heavy amount of plaque and you'll see more bleeding, more swelling, more redness. Right. And then you have folks where the plaque is so heavy mm -hmm. that it literally buries their teeth. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and that's the more severe issue. Yeah. yeah right. Because yeah. for yeah. our viewers, yeah. I guess the a couple of things are happening here, including maybe bone loss and mm. stuff like that. That's mm. when it's really bad. That's when it's bad. Um, and again, with bone loss, the thing when you know you mentioned bone loss, that's one of the things that um, you have to make people aware of. Mm -hmm. um, usually, folks are unaware of things like bone loss and destruction of the gums and the, and the mm -hmm. you know surrounding structures until you put it on an X-ray or a picture or mm -hmm. something. Right. And, or um, you know, they, again, there's bleeding or swelling. Usually pain doesn't happen until it's way too late. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, we, I think we could probably talk a whole show on this topic, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is, um, you, know, you know, there has been, there have been medical studies with gum disease and, and related things like heart issues and heart disease, and, right. and there, you know, there's some correlation with that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. we always tell people to get their mouths healthy as possible, keep the rest of the body healthy. Mouth is a gateway to the body. Right, yeah. and I guess since we're on the topic, um, what would you say are the usual maintenance issues as far as brushing and flossing? Because I'm sure all that's going to help this. Um, the biggest thing with, with, with maintenance, and not to, I don't want to get you know, too political or you know, <laughs> uh, thing with maintenance, <laughs> and the biggest thing with maintenance is that we, you know, when, when a person has gum disease, it mm -hmm. kind of takes them out of that routine. Um, you know, you always hear, come to your dentist twice a year, right? right, right. So uh, with gum disease, it, it pulls you out of that routine gum, um, mm -hmm. uh, twice a year thing. So you, you have to go into a more frequent uh, mm -hmm. uh, intervals of treatment. And sometimes that conflicts with people's dental insurance and right. coverage and that thing. And, and you get resistance. You get resistance. You get resistance. And, you know, it is not necessarily what's best for the patient, right. <laughs> you know. But, yeah. you know, usually when someone has gum disease, you have to put them on more frequent intervals coming mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, how many times a day should someone brush their teeth? And how many times maybe flossing too? Well, we always recommend twice a day. Okay, for that's brushing, that. For yeah, brushing. brushing for brushing. Yeah, that's that, you know, flossing. Um, I'd say, anytime food gets stuck between your teeth after you eat, you know, just get it out as soon as you can. Um, mm -hmm. um, but brushing, usually a minimum twice a day. Now, some people are more fanatical about it, but mm -hmm. yeah, I usually tell my folks twice a day, no less than twice a day. Right. Any particular toothpaste you might recommend? <laughs> you know, I have a funny saying about that, and I'm, you know, people may get on me. But I always tell folks, buy whatever's on sale. <laughs> okay. Wow. And, and, and why are you saying that? I, I, you because, saying? okay, as, as you well know, okay, there's, there's, there's marvelous marketing going on out there. Okay. 
and um, they can repackage it, re mm -hmm. rebox it, put all kinds of sparkles in them, and, mm -hmm. and they basically are the same ingredients in each and okay. every, you know. And you can spend $5 for a tube of toothpaste, or you can spend, right. you know. It's really technique of brushing and flossing and that sort and of stuff. And why don't you go share with yeah. the audience, yeah. Yeah. What, what is the most important ingredient in toothpaste? Well, I it believe it's like laurel sulfate or something. Like mm -hmm. I said, basically so kind of, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the fluoride yeah, well, right? fluoride's in there too, but you can go fluoride, non-fluoride. Mm -hmm. People put baking soda, you know, yeah, yeah you yeah. know. But um, again, if you look at a box of Colgate versus a box of Pepsodent versus mm -hmm. a box of uh, Arm & Hammer, right. they all have the same basic ingredients. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they all have Marketing that. 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And plus, I guess, with water, yeah. water has fluoride in it too, yeah, which yeah. is supposed to And, you know, there's, you know there's, all, there's, there's pros and cons about how much fluoride someone should use these days, which I'm not an expert on. I've read stuff on it. You know, mm -hmm. I still would recommend fluoride for my patients. And I right. think, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So let's talk about... Um, Cavities. What exactly is a cavity? That's another oh, issue. Oh, okay. So a cavity is basically um, you get bacteria that uh, literally perforates the hard enamel of the tooth, mm -hmm. and it can work its way into the base. A tooth has three layers. It has a hard outer layer, a middle layer, and then in the very center, nerve tissues, lymphatic mm -hmm. tissues, blood vessels, da da da. Right. What happens is bacteria first, it penetrates that outer hard layer, and then it gets into the softer middle layer, and that's mm -hmm. when it can spread, and that's when the spread starts. Okay? Wow. But it's just bacteria just literally just chewing its way into a tooth. Wow. Yeah. And that's just the oral cavity bacteria? Yeah. That's, pretty much? Yeah, good old staph and, you know. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just good old bacteria. Yeah. And, and how yeah. would you treat something like that? Um, it's a very basic procedure. Um, you stuff that everybody likes, you get your uh, Novocaine. <laughs> Delivered through, you know, a you-know-what. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you use a drill. Um, right, right. And there's different size instruments that you use depending on the size of the cavity. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's one of those unpleasantries that right. people don't like about what I do. And but, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I think yeah. it's incredible because... It's changed so much yeah. over the years. Yeah. And there are lasers. They right. do have lasers in it, yeah. And I know back in the day, people were terrified of going to the dentist. And now with sedation right. and making people more comfortable, right. it's not as bad as it used to be. Right. Yeah, now the sedation is degrees. Of, you can get into all kinds of degrees of sedation. Right. Um, generally, I don't sedate my patients for routine-type services. And when I say sedation, yeah, yeah. I guess I should say anesthesia. Yeah, yeah and it's a local um, anesthetic. Or local easy. anesthetic. It's more suffice to, to, right. to in order to. Because yeah. I got to be honest with you. When yeah. I came to see uh, you. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you hooked me up. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I had no real pain. Okay. And when know. you know what you're doing, yeah. and you hit that nerve the right way. Yeah. You were numb. It's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You were numb. And, and yeah. if I get that pressure, I go <laughs> yeah, like hey, this. Hey, hey, let hit me, me know. again. Let me know. Let me know. So That's I really right. appreciate what you have done for me. Because um, you know the pain that can come with some of this can be very debilitating. Yeah, I mean, there's, sometimes there's some post-op issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's with anything. Yeah, um, right. You know, you, sometimes people do complain of sensitivity a little mm -hmm. bit afterwards, but it's usually the uh, it's not the norm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when you get into um, a root canal, is that a more advanced type cavity? Yeah. Okay. So the root canal, basically, what it is, you have when I was we were talking about the bacteria penetrating mm -hmm. the the layers of the tooth. You right. break through the enamel, 
You get into the middle part of the tooth, and then that inner mm -hmm. area of the tooth, the nerve, that's when the decay has um, wow. is come in contact with the nerve. That's when the inflammation starts. Wow. That's when the pain starts. That's mm -hmm. when you get, you know, the I can't sleep, mm -hmm. you know, I need pain pills, I need blah, blah, blah. But that's when it starts. It, it penetrates into that the innermost layer of the tooth and has made contact with that. Wow. And at that point, you can no longer fill a tooth because you have bacteria that is invaded into the blood supply of the tooth. And you have to go and remove that blood supply, nerve tissue, and because it's contaminated at that point. It's, wow. con it's contaminated. You can't seal contaminated tissue into the tooth. And so that's why yeah. it's important to have your routine maintenance so you can get in there Absolutely. and get it early. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's why we, you know, when we come in, um, we take x-rays and mm -hmm. it's just, you know, and it's usually not every visit, uh, not every checkup, but mm -hmm. usually every six months we take some limited or some portion of x-rays. And it's mainly just for detection. You can see the yeah. uh, cavity oh, yeah. on x-ray? Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh, especially with today's digital, you know, you can get really, really it's refined. Like air or something oh, like oh, It's just, um, you know, things, have, and we, yeah, I guess we'll get into it later. Mm -hmm. um, Technology has improved so much wow. um, that there used to be, um, back in the day, I'll say, because I've been doing this for a little while now, mm. where x-rays were all like chemicals. You know, it was you had to you'd take the picture on film and then you mm -hmm. had to dip it in, almost like processing them, <laughs> <laughs> dip it in some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and you come and you look at it, and it's this little thing. Mm -hmm. Now with digital mm -hmm. x-rays, um, you can literally take a picture of someone, blow it up 30 times, wow. and it's still accurate. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you can, you know, you're, you're, it really has improved my ability to diagnose the smallest little Incredible. increments and things. Yeah, so it actually makes you a better doctor, makes you a better dentist. You don't miss as much stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. So what other kind of things are you seeing in the office besides the gingivitis and the cavities? Um, in, again, like I said, I see mostly adults. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of folks with missing teeth. Okay. Um, okay. And they've lost them for whatever reason, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> either through neglect, right. um, either through gum disease where it's gotten mm -hmm. so bad they had to have teeth extracted. Um, and then it's, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, how do they want to go about replacing those missing teeth. Mm -hmm. yeah. So is that something you would do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the other... Um Dental, oral surgeon type? Yeah. What, what are they doing mainly? Oral surgeons? Now, um, I do a variety of things in my office. Mm -hmm. I do extractions, but only to a degree. Okay. Um, an oral surgeon comes in, when I see things that require removal of a lot of bone to get access to a tooth, okay. I will okay. refer to an oral surgeon. Okay. Because okay. it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a bit much. <laughs> you know, it's a bit much. You know, there's certain things that they do very well. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now, now, is there anything unique about your office compared to other dentists that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I um, just to toot my own horn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and you probably hear this is about. I think every dental office will say that they, you know, they mm. deliver the best quality service and you know right. that sort of stuff. Um, I I think for me, I remember back when I um, wanted my own place. Mm -hmm. I used to share an office with another doctor, mm -hmm. and um, I just remember that we never really, our styles just never meshed. He was very conservative. Right. I was very enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, he was, you know, you know, he's elevated music. I'm Parliament Funkadelic, you know. 
<laughs> you know. Right. And, you know, I knew that I couldn't exist like that forever. Mm. Okay. So anyway, make a long story short. I one thing that you get when you come to my office is you get a friendly, family, personality heavy mm. staff. Yes, I can do a good crown. Yes, I can do a good root canal. Yes, I can, you know, I can place good implants. But the the thing that I pride my office most over, I think most dental offices, is, is customer service um, in the way that we treat you. Yeah, and, and yeah. Bar none, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, when I yeah. think about your office, one of the things that comes to mind, you guys were the first ones to have that, answering phone system where people would pick up the phone and say thank you for calling oh, oh no, uh, yeah yeah uh well yeah and something about a smile yeah, that came yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it, that yeah. was really cool yeah yeah I know that. <laughs> it's funny now i can't remember how it goes <laughs> yeah um yeah it's great there at dr davis's office yeah, oh, that's yeah, something yeah, you yeah, came yeah, up with or your wife um came up with? you know it's funny i forgot who we got that from i actually did rip that off from another guy <laughs> <laughs> I got to be totally off. <laughs> but it's Good a great stuff. it's a great day at Dr. Davis's office. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. That was really cool. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and um, just yeah. share where you went to school and um, let's hear about that. Sure. Um, went to University of Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, so graduated. Yeah, yeah, University of Maryland, uh, dental school up in Baltimore. Uh, graduated um, 1982. Okay. So uh, okay. been around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, reminding myself how long I've been doing this. But, um, you know, it's it's funny that now that I've been doing this a lot of years, mm -hmm. um, I've actually find myself starting to enjoy it even more. Really? Yeah. It's it good is, to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, so why do you think that is, by the way? It's the technology's changing. Oh, okay. It's, okay. it's technology's okay. changing. And I'm one of these guys that, even though I'm getting older, I still enjoy like new technology. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've surrounded myself with new technology, mm -hmm. and I just, just, it, it makes it more exciting. It may, there's like there's old modalities and ways that you used to do things, and I just one of those guys that just refuse to get stuck in these old mm -hmm. modalities. I just won't do it. I just won't do it. I, you know, like and, so. And, and you almost <laughs> yeah. can't do that. Yeah, no. Times are yeah. changing. Whether times you like are changing. It or not. Times are changing, and it just makes you more efficient. You know, it just makes you more efficient. So I, I really like the, um, you know, some of the newer digital um, uh, devices that are out now. Um, it just makes you way more efficient, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and these things are less invasive, right. okay. Um, so, that you know, it's, it's more comfort for the patient. It's more mm -hmm. convenient for the patient. Saves the patient time. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm wow. loving a lot of this stuff that's out now. So mm -hmm. just, and I, yeah. I guess it's good, too, when yeah. you can have your fundamental knowledge and now apply it with this new technology. Yep. It's got to be great. So, so now yeah. dental school yeah. is four years? Yeah, four years dental school. Um, I didn't do a residency. Mm -hmm. I, I went right out and just started working. Was there a requirement? No. Oh, really? No. Lucky. I did. I worked. In, I worked in, yes, yeah. <laughs> and I'll let you know a secret. is one of the reasons why <laughs> uh, when I was, you know, deciding back what I was going to do, whether I was going right. to do dentist or go to med school, I was like, hmm. Those guys got us go to school forever. See, I always knew you were smart, man. I always knew you were smart. Those guys go to school forever. That's it. So I, w I did work in some clinics, you okay. know. So you got you get your training, you know, you get your training somewhere. You know, you just didn't jump out and open up my own. What practice. do you remember yeah. most about dental school? Tough question. Scrambling. Really? Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> and I say scrambling. Um, it was. Uh, 
it was just this continuous effort to stay ahead, stay on top. Wow. Um, yeah, it, wow. it was, uh, you know, I mean, hours and hours and hours and hours of study. Wow. And then once you got past that, then it was hours and hours and hours of clinic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's one of those things every now and then I... Um, I have an occasional nightmare about, you know. You too? <laughs> you so Oh, kid. my goodness. <laughs> I thought it was just me, man. I wake up and uh, still there. No, you still there. You still there. Oh, I haven't my. studied yet. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. I get those yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. I, uh, every now and then I have an occasion. It's not so much anymore, but <laughs> I used to just have those that I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't study for blah, blah, blah. I'm in now, trouble. Yeah. Now, any advice to the, yeah. the aspiring dentist out there who might be thinking about dental school? Um... All I can say is, well, the, here's the big well, here's the big issue these days. Okay, mm -hmm. one of the things that is that it's happening now is that um, it's it's way more expensive than it used to be. Right. Um, and I know guys are you know coming out and they're having to encounter huge and huge and huge oh, and yeah. huge amounts oh, of yeah. debt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. um, so I don't I don't know exactly how to tell a guy um, how to avoid that. Mm -hmm. um, I would tell them, you know, come out, work, you know, get mentored under someone, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and then go out and, you know, see if opening up your own place is for you or this sort of thing. Wow. But it is just way more expensive than it used to be. You wow. know, I mean, with the dental education on top of opening up an office, I mean, mm -hmm. it, can, it, can be, it can be crushing. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and yeah. share your, yeah. your contact information. How, yeah, how sure. Can they, how can they reach you? Yeah, so the office is uh, Laurel, Maryland. So it's Sherry Lane. Um, office number is 301-490-2900. Uh, we are open Monday through Friday uh, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And on Fridays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And we take emergencies. We're really, really good at accommodating emergencies. Mm -hmm. If you call, um, if you call, we get you in. We try to accommodate you like as, as, as quickly as possible. There isn't a whole lot of wait. Right. Uh, you call right. today, we'll try to get you in today. We'll try to accommodate you. We'll do the best we can to accommodate you. And um, we do have a new patient special. Nice. <laughs> okay. Special. We have a new patient special. special. Uh, so yeah, $99 for an exam, mm -hmm. consultation, and x-rays. Um, and then, you know, that's just, you know, something to kind of introductory thing to get people, like, um, you know, an idea of what's going on in their mouth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So what we're going to do is um, get to a video. Sure. And we might take a little break on the other side. We'll come back, talk about the video, and maybe get into talking about the insurance situation and some of the finances. And uh, we'll go from there. Cool. Extremely common problem. In fact, 70% or more of our population has it, and that's gingivitis. Gingivitis means inflammation of the gingiva or the gum tissue. There are two kinds of gingivitis. There's plaque-induced gingivitis and non-plaque-induced gingivitis. Plaque-induced gingivitis is usually caused by lack of adequate oral hygiene or home care. Non-plaque-induced gingivitis can be a number of other factors. It can be viral, it can be systemic, it can be due to local exposure to other factors, chemicals, but the most common is the plaque-induced gingivitis and that is the one that typically can lead to what's called periodontitis. And periodontitis means that it's involving the area more beyond just the gum tissue, but the surrounding supporting tissue of the tooth, the bone, to be specific. Now, 
periodontitis tends to be more severe. You start losing bone, you lose the support of the tooth, you lose the tooth. But if we can catch it in the gingivitis stage and eliminate the gingivitis, very often we can stop it at that point and prevent it from getting to the periodontitis or the more serious stage of bone loss and potential tooth loss. In plaque-induced gingivitis, some of the symptoms that we see are redness, bleeding, a uh, little tenderness of the gum. Sometimes uh, there's not much in the way at all. Uh, so if we have a patient who comes in, uh, we will automatically take a sample of the plaque and the bacteria that are in the plaque and see if there are pathologic or pathogenic bacteria and or parasites in there. And we can catch that and treat it early to prevent periodontitis. If it's very early, just really good home care, good cleaning at your dental office, and good home care on your part if you're taught properly how to do it, can eliminate the plaque that causes gingivitis and therefore very often eliminate the periodontitis that would follow. As far as home care is concerned, I think it's important to clean between the teeth, either with floss or interdental cleaners so that you remove that plaque thoroughly between the teeth because typically that's where gingivitis and periodontitis start. Brushing thoroughly, I'm not sure that the type of toothpaste that you use makes a real difference, but brushing thoroughly makes a big difference. Using a water cleaning device can also be very helpful because sometimes cleaning between the teeth with floss and brushing doesn't remove everything as completely as it might but the water cleaning device can stimulate the tissue and remove particles that may be missed otherwise. So really good home care is the key to treating gingivitis, the early stage of gum disease. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have any comments or questions, don't forget to leave them below. And remember, take care of yourself. You have a healthy mouth. You're going to have a healthier body. Have a great day. Restore your smile and your health with the help of Dr. Nemeth and his associates. Visit drnemeth.com. Well, we are back. We're back. Doctors of the, in the house. My name is Dr. Hill, and you know I can be reached at 301-497-0401. We are always on at laurelmedicine.com. I really enjoyed the video. I thought it was educational. I thought it, it supported some of the things we talked about. So why don't we, um, first of all, any comments you want to make about the video? No, I, uh, it's funny. Uh, he was spot on. We had the same philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it really is what it is. I but, mean, early prevention and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I thought he said, he echoed what we said yeah. about the cleaning at home yep. and the hygienist part. Yep. Why don't we talk about that? In your office, yeah. besides yourself, you got a few other people. What are they doing? Yeah, um, yeah uh, dental hygiene is one of the most important aspect of any dental office. Um, they're your like frontline people. Mm -hmm. uh, they are the prevention people. They're the right. ones that keep the, they basically keep your patient population's oral health healthy. Mm -hmm. um, what they, their primary function, they come in, um, they don't diagnose, but they discover things, okay? Um, so by the time that I get to the room, um, I'm well informed, they, they will inform me as to what their findings were, and I just pretty much confirm them. Uh, what are, what yeah. are the kind of things yeah. they're picking up on? Oh, just about all aspects of dentistry, and especially the, the patient will originate something too. Right. Like, oh, you know, this is uh, this is bothering me. There's an issue here. My gums bleed. Blah blah blah. 
And then, you know, their their primary function, though, is to keep, um, as it was said in the video, is you know to keep people's um, um, oral health up to par. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and um, they'll come in. I mean, I'll come in. I'll sit down with the patient, and and after they have pretty much delivered all the findings to me, I can uh, go in, examine the patient, and pretty much tell them in very short order what's going on with them and what needs to be treated. After that. Um, after that occurs, you know, we, we talk to the patient, get them signed up for treatment, okay, mm -hmm. whatever they need to do, and then we get them back into the hygiene area. Right. It's most important that they, most of our patients, if they don't have like an emergency need, that's where I want them to be because I want them to start with a basic baseline of healthy right. gums, you know, because if, if that's not healthy, it doesn't matter what else I do because they can still lose their teeth to gum disease. Right. So definitely got to start start them in the hygiene department. The hygiene department gets them in there. They do all aspects of what you know we call scaling, which is basically mm -hmm. to go and remove the tartar and the plaque off the teeth, and they get the people up to a baseline of health. Would you say everybody, no matter how good you are, there's going to be some degree of um, plaque or tartar? Oh, everybody has some degree. Okay. Everybody, even I have some. Degree. <laughs> 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 even the dentist hey, needs even a dentist. I some degree. I, you know, I, I'm probably due myself. You know, so. Well, that's good yeah, to know. Yeah. That's good to know. So, yeah. like, what do you think? The average person should go at least maybe once a year. Um, well, the, the, every yeah, yeah, every six months is that's yeah. that's for your that's the baseline healthy person. Okay. But for anyone who has, especially a person who comes in and has like any type of moderate to advanced gum disease, then it's three to four times a year. Okay, um, and it's just for maintenance. They have to go through the gum treatment. And the maintenance part of it is like almost like every season they have to be back at the office for maintenance because if not, um, gum disease is kind of like diabetes. Right. Yeah, it, it 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 like it. You, you maintain it, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you really never cure it, so to say, but you maintain it. Okay, yeah. So, so is it fair yeah, to say yeah. that gum disease you talked about is that reversible? It's it is reversible, and you can um, you can put it in remission, so to say. Okay. Yeah, some people okay. do get very very healthy, mm -hmm. but if you you can get a false sense of, oh gosh, I don't have to come back for a year and a half, and right. you come back and it's mm -hmm. all back, and you got to start all over exactly. again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, you got to start all over. Well, that, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, and I'm yeah, glad yeah, we're yeah, taking yeah. the time to talk about this yeah. because um, we'll get into it on the other side because like you're saying people come in get treated they disappear oh. and they come back and, and, I, and I guess yeah. it has a lot to do with the cost issue yeah. but we're hearing now an ounce of prevention is yeah. worth a pound of cure yeah. pretty much absolutely so I'm really glad we're having this conversation cool so I'm thinking um, we take a break sure we come back we get into some of the um, financials sure. and insurance we'll stuff and we continue to educate talk about the fun stuff huh? absolutely <laughs> okay good That's enough. what it's all about all right
Thanks, man. So we are back yep. with doctors in the house. We are really glad to have you joining us today. And uh, we are talking all about dental health and um, really talking a lot about gum disease. And we've kind of gotten into some of the things that keep people away from coming into the office, realizing it's important. So let's talk a little bit more about the finances and, and why it makes sense to make this investment to get this maintenance care and preventative care. So give us an idea. What usually is covered when they come into the office by insurance, assuming they right. have insurance? Right. Um, now, um, believe me, I'm not the insurance expert. Mm -hmm. But um, usually for most folks, um, um, hygiene services are covered. Okay. It's the when you have people who have the more advanced cases of things, mm -hmm. um, there tends to be limits put on. Okay. Um, it, it's like as if in insurance companies try to pigeonhole everybody with the same shoe size, mm -hmm. and you you can't do that. If you have an, uh, a mildest case, and Mr. Smith has a advanced case, right. you can't treat them the same. Mm -hmm. And I, Mr. Smith was a just generic name. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Joe Joe Johnson, whoever. Right? <laughs> yeah, Joe Williams. Joe Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you you can't you can't do that. You can't you can't offer the person with the advanced case the, the 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 same treatment that the person with the mild or even the person with the moderate. Okay, mm -hmm. a person with an advanced case of gum disease, they might require surgery. Right. They may require medicines. They mm -hmm. may require extra visits. They may require. Um, oh my goodness. Um, uh, Bone surgery, um, wow. flap surgery, where you flap the gums back. You know, there's just oh, they may require laser treatment. And you know, these are things that you sometimes you have to go to battle with insurance companies in order to get to to, to help this person. Does it work? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, it works. It just, um, you know, if some, you first of all, you have to get, if you convince that person that, you know, we can help you, we can we can get rid of this um, condition. They're you're usually all in, um, but. Sometimes it's, you know, it's a battle because mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to recommend the best treatment modalities for these people and insurance companies are fighting your tooth and nail wow. saying, no, we won't cover that laser treatment because it's, you know, optional. You could have done this lesser treatment. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. funny, too, because yeah. when I get into this conversation about insurance issues yeah. and dental, I'm taken back to what was it five ten years ago when, yeah. the, little, when the little boy died. Oh yeah, abscess. yeah yeah yeah. And then the state wow. the state started um, funding yeah. pe pediatric. Wow. But not adult. Wow. So, so peds now I believe gets coverage, but the adults don't. You know I hear I hear about that case a lot. Um, you know that that case comes up a lot. And that happened mm -hmm. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I it's hard for me to imagine the extremes of something like that where um, a um, abscess got to that degree wow. where it caused uh, uh, sepsis so bad or something. I, I'm not quite sure what was the final thing that, mm -hmm. you know, m made that little boy ill, it, you, know, it, you, know, you know. You know, it's funny, too, yeah. as I have this conversation with you, yeah. I'm thinking about all those patients, yeah. dental patients, who come to my office because they don't have insurance right. and they want me to do something. And I make it clear, I'm not a dentist, number one. Number two, they want an antibiotic to treat the infection, and right. as we know, that's not going to cure anything. And I don't know, but you probably remember how a lot of people were referred to the dental schools and the students who worked on them. But I'm being told a lot of those clinics aren't even around anymore. 
but the yeah. indigent population yeah. used to do that. You know, they are. Um, some of them are around. I know look, there, there are a lot of state, um, mm -hmm. there's, there's still a lot of, um, um, I'm, gosh, I forget what it, the state insurance, where there, there are a lot of clinics mm -hmm. out there, especially for the kids, which is a good thing. I'm not, I, I it's, it's a yeah. good thing. Um, I just, you know, it's funny though, but I, that story comes up quite, quite often. And again, I, I <laughs> and in all of my years, uh, I've seen some bad infections, but I, I've never seen anything quite like that. You know, really? yeah, no, no, you know, it's just hard wow. for me to fathom something getting that bad. You know, where someone would. Um, would in, you know and put that much neglect on a situation where there was nothing that could be done? I just wow. I, it's hard for me. It's just hard for me to to to, to, to well, wrap around that way. Sometimes you can forget yeah. to how yeah. close the oral cavity is. To oh the yeah, brain. no, it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. But I'm sure you know. I'm not saying that there's anyone's neglect, but I'm sure wow. multiple people looked at this situation. You know, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. If it was that bad at that point in time, it's look, sit the kid down. This thing's coming out now. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. so I guess at the end of the day, yeah. this is all an investment in, yeah. in your health, and people have to be responsible enough. Yeah. Now, do you do braces too, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Um, I do more of, uh, there's a special name brand of braces. They call it Visalign, oh, okay. okay. And and the reason why, like I said, um, most adults don't like the traditional wires and like you put on the kids. Train um, tracks. Yeah, the train tracks. Yeah, <laughs> they, you know, most adults, you know, don't like that. It reminds mm -hmm. them when they were 12, 13, and mm -hmm. 16. Yeah. So I do most of the invisible braces. I do do some wire cases. It's limited, but I I find the Invisalign um, procedures will treat 90% of the cases. Oh, really? that, yeah, okay. yeah. Not unless there, there's some difficult cases mm -hmm. out there. That, that, and then when they get that difficult, I'll send them to orthodontist. But I'll, I'll say 85. Wow. I'll say 85. <laughs> they'll say the 85. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because me on a personal tip, by the way, you know, I, mean, I was born with a, a gap. Right. And um, for me, I was, I was always cool with it. And I guess I always could have had it closed if I wanted to. When my when my kids got theirs, my wife went ahead and they got Close braces the and she closed it up, man. And, and even now, my brother, as an adult, went back and, and got his closed up too. And I don't know, man. I've been kind of cool with the uniqueness of mine. But are you seeing people like someone like me getting braces or something like you that? You know, I... I would make that like a total personal thing. You know, in some cultures. See, I knew you were smart, man. I knew <laughs> you, you were know, smart. <laughs> in some culture, listen, like, let me tell you something. I, I don't know if you're you know, familiar right. with some cultures. Like, if, mm -hmm. if, like I have a lot of uh, African patients, Nigerian mm -hmm. patients. You know, the, the gap is actually considered a sex symbol. Right. Okay, so man, consider wow. yourself lucky, man. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You better use it, right? You better use it. Hey, wow. I'm telling you, you get in trouble if you close your gap, if you wow. like you're from certain countries. So I, I, you know, I just ask people, is that an issue for you? And most, if they say, no, I don't want my gap closed, it's not, it's no problem. Mm -hmm. I have no issue with that at all. Yeah. Yeah, so we're having a lot of fun, and I hope yeah. we're educating people out there because we're talking about some really important stuff here. Why don't you tell us about any gadgets you might have in the office? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that help don't keep start. people healthy. <laughs> don't start. Well, well I just, I, let me just, uh, I, you know, as like I said, I've been doing this for a while now. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that is that's, that's happened since um, uh, since I've been out of school um, is back in the days, when I say back in the 80s, 90s, there were times where specialists were doing lots of things that mm -hmm. you know the general dentist could not do. Right. Um, um, dental implants was one of them. I'm a guy that was one of the, root canals. Oh, that was wow. another thing. Yeah, you had to go to a specialist. 
now that um, that that has changed, that mindset has changed. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say about what's this? Maybe 2005. I started getting interested in dental implants. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, it was just uh, something that you know. What does that mean? One, oh, so two, yeah, or yeah, dental implant. So a dental implant is basically it's a uh, it's a titanium cylinder, okay, mm -hmm. um, and you lack better term, you screw it into the gum. It's screwed okay. into the bone. I'm sorry, right. into the bone. Okay. The body heals around it, okay, right. and the body, um, you know, the, the bone integrates around it, hardens, and it, it, it locks it in place. That is the basis of a foundation for you to now put a tooth there. Wow. And it most resembles the natural way of how you restore a tooth. Mm -hmm. you, you put a base of a root, and then you can make a tooth that fits down into this, this artificial root. And it's the same materials. People ask me all the time, what's it made out of? And I say, it's, it's made out of the same material that's been used for years for people who are getting hip and knee replacements. It's titanium. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's not something, it's not a foreign metal or foreign, it's something that, you know, most people, it's compatible with, I don't know, I guess 97% of the population. I, I don't know people having titanium allergies. I don't know. But it's rare. Wow. <laughs> it's rare. I guess they're going to local for that? Yeah, for the most, for the most part. It depends on the degree of... Um, or how many you have. Mm -hmm. um, I've been doing it for a while now. I've gotten, I've had a lot of continued education. Um, I got a um, mm. fellowship, um, you know, from uh, like over three, four hundred hours of continuing ed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've really started getting into it, you know. Oh, wow. And now that you get to go to some nice places too, you know. Nice. So, so, hey. So, hey. So, <laughs> so, I mean, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's gotten to be fun for me. So it's, that's become like um, one of the major emphasis of my practice now that me doing dental implants. Who's a typical patient who benefits? Uh, late teenagers, and I mean 18-ish, okay. up to older people who, I've had a lady, she was um, 75, and oh, she really? just got tired of her missing teeth. Wow. And, and, oh, no, and this is what really started to get me into it. Um, I have, um, for years, I've had older folks due to gum disease, lost all their teeth, mm -hmm. and they had to wear dentures. Okay. okay. Um, older, uh, at, at some point in time, dentures start to be a nuisance. Right. Um, they don't fit. Okay. They get loose. They wobble around. And I, there had to be a better <laughs> way. There, there had to be a better way, you know? <laughs> so I, I started, um, you know, you start to read and you start to learn. And I, there was a... Um, these smaller implants that would attach the dentures, they would pretty much lock them in place. Mm -hmm. And it would eliminate stuff like polygrip and all of that sort of stuff where people mm -hmm. would have to do to keep their dentures in. And it just grew from there. So it got from mm. working with dentures to wow. doing individual teeth to doing just big amounts of implants. And I just like doing it because it really, really, really gives people like their um, self-esteem back. When you look up and you got someone that the mouth was a total wreck and you got teeth that you can put in someone's mouth and they stay in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That you know, sounds yeah. exciting. Yeah, it, it, it is. Really it does. is. Yeah, it really is. It's very gratifying, too. So, I really, it's very gratifying. So typically, yeah. how long would that take to do one? It, it depends. Um, every, every case is different. Mm -hmm. um, the single implant, um, if you did one in a mold, say like in the, in the molar region, I don't want to get too technical, in the back, say like someone that got an implant in the back of the mouth, um, mm -hmm. the, the standard way to treat it is you put, put the implant in, let it stay in for minimum 90 days. Mm -hmm. If everything looks nice and the, 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 it's nice and healed, then you can restore it. Now, everybody's different. Sometimes you have to wait um, four months, five months. Okay. It depends. Now, there are situations where you can put things in 
and put something in right away. You can put implants and then, you know, they call it immediate. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But the, the only issue with those is that the patient has to be very careful um, on what they eat. They're, they're limited to soft diets mm -hmm. because if they start chewing on meats and things that are very, very tough, and it can loosen the implant up. Wow. So, you know, yeah, they get the, they get the cosmetic need. But they have to be very careful, mm -hmm. you know, during, a, during that period while the implant's healing. So do you want to mention what yeah. the ballpark range might be for that? Um, for like that? a single implant, usually uh, for the crown and the implants, about $3,000. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're seeing more and yeah. more of these kind of things taking place, uh, which I guess brings me to I get requests for them all the time. Um, there's a company out called Clear Choice, uh -huh. and they advertise all the time, okay. you know, about doing implants in the day, da 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 um, a great company. I know they do good work, um, you know, but they're not for everybody, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so with yeah, the aging population, yeah, yeah. What, what are the typical things you might be seeing in this, this group of patients, older people? Um, normally it's, um, it's, you know, usually an older population, it's, it's, it's tooth loss. You know, okay. it's tooth loss. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are educated now. You know, it's, oh, you, yeah. know, they're, you know, they're just as hip to some of these gadgets, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that, uh, that some of the younger kids are. But um, they come in and they know what they want. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I don't want a denture. You know, I want something that stays in. You know, and and, 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 and I think what you're saying too is they want their quality of life. Yeah, they, they do. They they, they do. You know, it's like um, it used to be. You would hear people say, "I'm too old." I don't hear that so much anymore. If someone wants mm -hmm. something, they they want it. They want it. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So we are definitely having a great time here. We are getting towards the end of the show. Again, you are watching Doctors in the House. My name's Dr. Daryl Hill, 301-497-0401. Also, laurelmedicine.com. And if you want to introduce or say your information. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dr. Garland Davis, also in Laurel, Maryland. We're neighbors. 301-490-2900. Uh, the office is on Cherry Lane. Uh, right at the intersection of uh, Cherry Lane and Route 1 in Laurel. Uh, and we are, this, I'll give you a sweet number. We'll put you right on the doorstep. Sweet six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do anything with TMJ at all? Um, I, my TMJ treatment is very conservative. Okay. Um, TMJ is, um, it, it's one of those areas, or first of all, there's no real, like, um, uh, standardized test for uh, diagnosing TMJ. Um, usually with TMJ, you come in and you, you literally have to do, um, I, I would say you have to run like this battery to see what it is you're dealing with, mm -hmm. okay? It could be, it could be a person's, uh, they, they have something because they're stressed, they're clenching their teeth, it could be a misalignment of teeth, uh, it could be musculature, okay. Okay. Um, and, and sometimes you treat it with, um, um, with appliances, sometimes you treat it with, just like you would treat any muscle joint issue it's mm -hmm. stretching muscle relaxants um, there's a, there's so many different modalities of treatment but the, the thing that is probably rare with TMJ is surgery if you start getting into surgery and fixing TMJs you can have something really serious going right. on that, that is above my pay grade I, wow. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't that that's not something that I that I get into much but I'm very I'm very conservative you usually start with very conservative non-invasive type mm -hmm. things in order to deal with TMJ issues yeah you know it's funny yeah. as I sit here with you um, we know the mouth has a lot of bacteria yeah. in it and that bacteria now has been linked to so many different things. We, already, we always know about the endocarditis, the heart infection. Uh, but now, have you heard about the um, dementia? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. No. They're saying they're finding bacteria from the mouth in the brain cells of demented patients now. Really? Um, 
and, and for you, why don't you comment too on what medications might do to um, the oral cavity if you're noticing anything there? Well, um, one, of, one of the biggest issues we have is, you know, um, overuse of antibiotics. Oh, really? Yeah, well, oh my, well, in the sense that, yeah, sometimes you get folks who they want to continuously be on antibiotics. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, well, let's put it for this the, way. Well, for, yeah, they have, a, they have a problem. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a problem. And, huh. and you know, you start them off on antibiotics, pain reliever. And then a week later, they want more antibiotics. And then the next <laughs> week, they want more antibiotics. Wow. <laughs> okay. At some point in time, Mrs. Jones, you're fine. Right. Okay, you're fine. I mean... Um, there, you said, you know, oral bacteria. There's a lot of bacteria in the mouth, but there is a baseline of things that exist there. Mm -hmm. And when they get out of balance, other things start to take over. Right. So uh, you can get people, they start taking, um, you know, they start getting overzealous with antibiotics, and you can start developing things like thrush and, okay. and yeast and candida and, you know. So, you know, someone starts going on this, you know, four weeks of antibiotics, and, you know, no, Mrs. Jones, we, you know, you're doing fine. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you kind of yeah. raised another yeah, issue. Yeah. Um, how do you address halitosis? Um, normally through hygiene. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, normally when, when someone comes with bad breath, yeah, you can get into, uh, I know some folks, it's, it's GI, it's diet, it's mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, but for me, the first line of attack is through hygiene. Get their mouth free and clear of like bacteria and plaque mm -hmm. and that, that stuff carries sulfur odor like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> okay, you start there before. Now if we do that, and then you know someone says they're still having bad breath. Mm -hmm. um, then it you know it could be the thing where you may have to send to an ENT. It could be something sinus related. Yeah, someone mm -hmm. is constantly mucus draining and stuff that can also cause like you know really bad breath and that sort of thing. Yeah. What are some of your go-to products for maintenance of the oral cavity besides toothpaste? Um, Listerines, those kind of things. Um, you know, again, there's um, there there are a myriad of mm -hmm. of mouthwashes and things like that out there. Um, I. I, I, I hate to, you know, say there's a magic mouthwash right. because there are different products for different things. Like there's mouth, there are rinses for dry mouth. Like there's mm -hmm. a product called Biotin, which is for dry mouth. Um, there's, there's products for um, mouth sores or irritated gums. Mm -hmm. um, but they, there was a product that they had out there that, they, well, I'm sorry, there's a new product out now. It's called ProDentex, okay? Um, there might be some promise with this stuff rinsing and helping with reducing okay. <laughs> reducing okay. bacteria in the mouth. Um, but I, I again, I hate to always give people that because you, know, you know how folks are like they want that magic bullet, that right. magic thing, that right. magic pill, mm -hmm. um, and you tell them you know use Viadent or something like that, and it's going to cure their whatever. No, you have wow. to do the basics. You got to mm -hmm. brush, floss, and see us. Three times a year, yeah, and yeah, 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 you know. And I guess you make a good point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. many people yeah. aren't doing that, part yeah, and they're looking for a quick fix. Yeah, like everything else all in the society. time. Yeah, can I have a pill for that, Doc? <laughs> <You know? laughs> can I have a pill to get these fifty pounds off, Doc? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings me to another point. Yeah. Um, what about foods? What, are foods having an effect on the oral cavity? And what are your recommendations if anything? There? Um, you know, as as has always been like the standard, um, uh, and I'd say this has been for years, you, you have to, there, there's so much sugar in the, uh, in the American diet, mm -hmm. uh, and it's hidden. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. 
And we have to tell people because folks, you know, folks are getting more educated now. They are. And you may be seeing this. You know, people right. are getting more educated to right. sugar now. They know mm -hmm. what sugar is doing to them now. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to tell people, um, you know, because they're, they're, they're giving kids like all of this juice. And, I mean, it's, you know, I say, yes, folks, your juice is good. But juice is just basically it's just natural sugar exactly. and it, it's doing the same exactly. thing as if you gave them a tootsie roll right. <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> you know it's like you don't right. don't let your child go to bed with juice in their mouth <laughs> you know so right. um you know, again uh, we just have to just educate them to how much sugar is out here in society especially in soft drinks it's in the energy drinks mm -hmm. it's in these um Oh God! What are these drinks? Red Bulls and uh, you know all right. of it. It's in just about everything, and there's so much hidden sugar in the diet. And like I said, I'm sure you see it all the time in your practice. The ravages that it's causing people with you know type two yeah, diabetes exactly and right. <laughs> you know exactly and, right. and, and weight gain, mm. um, you know on and on and on and on. So it's the same thing with oral cavity, and it's like you know I guess they you know. At one point in time, there was this, uh, they said that there was uh, going to be elimination of cavities and da da da, da. <laughs> It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. You know, not, not the way they, as long as they're still processing foods the way they are. It's just, I, I can't see it happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, um, I guess there are different genetic predispositions to, decay in the mouth too and how sensitive people may or may not be some people yeah yeah I you know I would say so yeah. I mean I can't you know again um, everyone's different you know I get, I, I get surprised sometimes where I come in and someone says they haven't been in a long time and I check their mouth out and it's like wow this is amazing right. things look you know look you know look right. look okay <laughs> and then you get a guy who goes out for a, you know a year and you come back with good you got five more cavities what right. the heck is this up you right. know you know, and there is so I get there is some genetic genetic deep um, wow. genetic uh, disposition to to, to to everything. So you can never, like I said, you can never yeah. uh, pigeonhole people into you know one category. You got to treat everybody differently. You just right. do, you know. So I yeah. feel like we talked about a lot of stuff today. Um, anything else we need to talk about before we wrap I'm it up? I'm just where the time go? I know. I told you. I told you. <laughs> where the time go? Man. <laughs> yeah. No, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel. Thoroughly privileged to be asked mm -hmm. to come and, and visit you. Today. Hey, we're yeah, happy yeah. to have you. Yeah. Man. I think our audience is especially yeah. happy to be hearing about what we talked about today. Yeah. So I guess um, we got a few more minutes here, so we can take a question from our audience. You have a question for us at all? You know, this is a call-in show, by the way. Yeah. I got so tied in today, I didn't even oh put that up. Did, there. did we not? Uh, did we like blow past that? Or we, well, a lot of times during the show. I'll, Read that number out. Got it. But since we have a live audience in the studio, oh. any questions? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. Um, there is a again new technology. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that you know, who I don't know if you don't have any crowns, but oh, just okay. about everyone who's gone to the dentist uh, oh, okay. uh, has had crowns, but. There's a process you go through. It usually takes uh, two weeks, and we have um, technology now where you can have it done in one day. Yeah, so real yeah, quick, yeah, what is yeah, a crown, yeah. and what is it used for? A uh, crown is uh, when you have like major um, destruction or damage to a tooth. Okay. And then um, at that point in time, a filling is now inadequate. Um, you can't just put a plug on some material in the tooth to plug a hole. You have to cover the entire tooth to protect the tooth. Mm. Um, but um, 
the thing with with crowns was is just it, it's sometimes it's inconvenient for people. You have to make a temporary thing to cover their tooth, and the temporary comes off during the during the course of two weeks waiting for it to come back from because you have to send it out and have it fabricated at the laboratory. Mm -hmm. So we have technology now. Again, you can scan the tooth. Patient waits two hours, and in two hours they can have their crown. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's wow. very convenient. Very, very convenient. Very, very convenient. Uh, yeah, it, it it is. It like I said, I love the technology, um, uh, but you know, it's just it's it's just one of those things that as long as they keep inventing new technology, I think I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, good. hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've been happy to have <laughs> yeah, Dr. Yeah, Davis yeah, in the house yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, I think we learned a lot. Uh, we're going to continue to promote this information to anybody we can because it's all about good health, medical, dental, you name it. So I'm going to go ahead and say um, time is now 530. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Okay. Cool.